Hello, everybody, and welcome back to the Let's Watch Podcast. I'm your host, James, with my co-host, Carolyn. <laughs> oh, it's me. That was weird. <laughs> yeah, it's you. That's how I'm going to refer to you all the time now. I'm just going to change the emphasis on every time I pronounce your name. Uh, yes, the emphasis on a new syllable. A new syllable, yeah. Mm-hmm. Your word name has so many syllables. But what are we talking really about? Does. The Lost Daughter? What's the synopsis of... <laughs> We're already off daughter that is missing. Um, a woman's beach vacation takes a dark turn when she begins to confront the troubles of her past. Directed and written for the screen by Maggie Gyllenhaal, based on the novel by Elena Ferrante, starring Olivia Coleman, um, Dakota Johnson, Jesse Buckley, Ed Harris. Alien, Ed Harris, Peter Sarsgaard, and a bunch of other people. And then uh, one of the leads from Normal People. Who? Jack Farfling? Yes. The Irish name? Yeah. Oh, no. Um, that's Joe. Will. Uh, Paul Mescal. Yes. So uh, should I start or do you want to start? I feel like you have thoughts. There was a big deep breath that you took there. So yes, I feel like this is another arrival for me. And mm. I don't remember if I've said on this podcast my opinion of arrival, where I feel like I am the person who thinks the movie isn't good even though everybody else thinks it's good. And I'm like, I must have missed something because everybody else has been loving this movie. And I just feel like this, this movie just didn't work entirely for me. Um, I don't know that everyone's loving this movie. I mean, it's definitely a harder watch than Arrival because it's about people who are not good people. And not about aliens. And not about aliens. And I think all of the performances in the film are good. Like, I think they're all very, very good in this film. Uh, like, Olivia Coleman's always great in everything she does. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Olivia Coleman is in every single scene of this film. Uh, the movie centers mm-hmm. around literally her face, so. Well, most mostly scenes. If not, mm-hmm. it's on Jesse Buckley. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah, true. But they're the same character. Uh, yeah. And I, Olivia Coleman is, I think it's so weird that she's become, like, this huge dramatic actress considering, like, she started on like the IT crowd and like it was a comedian <laughs> first. Uh, yeah, I mean, she's got great comedic chops, but she also is uh, really good at drama. And it's just and yeah, and I, I I I'm happy that somebody like Olivia Coleman looks like an average person and mm-hmm. has gotten to a point where she can like lead movies that are like serious awards contenders and is probably going to be nominated for an Oscar for this. And I think she is deserving of that nomination. I don't mm-hmm. think she'll win or should win. Um, but she's great. And I think Jesse Buckley is great as well. I just kind of never connected emotionally with the film. Um, I was able to Being like that you're not a young it. mother, probably. I don't know if it's that I was just <laughs> like, and I, I liked that the movie was about something we don't normally see in films. Like normally this is a character that is represented as a man. Yeah. And how he like a bad parent, but it's always the dad, right? Because dads are kind of at least societally allowed to be that more than women are. What I appreciated about this is that um, every time it could have done one thing, it it did the other basically, like yeah. a lot of the tropes. So yeah, in that it could have been a man. We normally see the man. It's the woman. We think that maybe she abandoned her family, which like she did, but she wasn't like, she wasn't a bad mom. Like, No, she was a good movie, mom when she was with them. Yeah, and the thing is, but she still, even when she was with them, would get, like, frustrated with them, and it would be hard, but also, like, when she's planning to go away to the conference, she's packed meals for them, and, like, you know, it's, 
it's interesting that they showed all those sides. And like the husband, you expect the husband to be a deadbeat or absentee, but no, he's a really good guy too. So yeah, so I liked that. And you expect yeah, Ed yeah. Harris's character, Lyle, to be like this creepy guy. And he, he ends up not being, actually. He's just kind of nice. Um, yeah, he's just, he's the male version of her, right? Like that's yeah. his character role, is that he... And they never, like, another good thing about this movie is they never tell you, right? It's all implied through conversation, and you can mm-hmm. tell by, by the, the acting, like, what they're trying to get across. And But I know it just didn't, it didn't connect. Like, certain things connected with me, and then other stuff, other stuff didn't. Like, and maybe that was intentional upon uh, Maggie Gyllenhaal at the directing. Like, the one scene that specifically, uh, I was just like, what? Maybe it didn't, I maybe the build just didn't work for me is when... Um, I'm forgetting the name of Olivia Coleman and Jesse Buck- Buckley's character. Lita. Yeah, when Lita is leaving, like she's seeing her kids for the last time. Mm-hmm. And then her the husband is like, hey, please don't do this because I think mostly because it's like he cares about her and it's like, hey, being a single parent is hard and this isn't well, fair to her children. The girls. Yeah. And then he's like, well, I'm going to get your mother to help me. And she's like, how dare you threaten me like that? And I'm just like, well, what is he supposed to do? Yeah. Right? Like, I don't, like, I also didn't know that was the scene going in, which I liked, but I just didn't, I'm like, okay, so your mother's bad? This is when we're finding out your mother's bad? This is a weird thing to bring in. You know what? I read an article that actually mentioned that same scene where it seemed very out of character for her um, and very, like, kind of classist because she was like, she didn't even finish high school or whatever she said. Yeah, that was like, that matters about if she can be a good grandmother? Yeah, yeah, exactly. So it, uh, and I forget what the article said about it, which is not ideal. But uh, but yes, they did. They did also say that that was something that didn't work. I'm actually going to read you a little bit of this article because I feel like it might hit on some of the things that you feel and also some other things. So it says, Maggie Gyllenhaal's The Lost Daughter is sluggish, spotty, and a major achievement um, with the, I guess, subheading... Um, her adaptation of the Elena Ferrant novel starring Olivia Coleman reflects the conventions of literary cinema while revealing what's missing from movies at large. So I'm going to read the first, um, the intro paragraph here. Um, I love reading articles in the podcast because then I don't need to give my own opinion. I just say, yes, this person is correct. <laughs> <laughs> About a month ago, on my first viewing of The Lost Daughter, sorry, this is by um, Richard Brody. Um, About a month ago, on my first viewing of The Lost Daughter, Maggie Gyllenhaal's adaptation of the novel by Elena Ferrante, I was sure that something was missing. Though I'd never read the book, the film left me with no doubt that the novel had been written as a first-person narrative, filled with the protagonist's memories, perceptions, ideas, and directly voiced emotions. That impression, borne out in point of fact, highlights the essential failure of this nonetheless accomplished film, the reduction of a literary source to the framework of a plot. What's more, this replacement of reflective voice with dramatic depiction reduces the emotion, the psychology, and the intellectual power of the story. It leaves the movie feeling simultaneously too short and too long, a slender tale drawn out at extended length, and a vast one crammed into a two-hour span with undue brevity and haste. So that is why it didn't work, uh, which I kind of agree with. It, it, you can tell, it's slow and quiet and there's a lot of show don't tell um but you don't ever really know what the main character is thinking yeah you're never in her head exactly and like so much of it you just kind of have to interpret i guess um because i mean i was watching it here and with uh with anastasia and we both kept turning to each other and being like why are they looking at each other like that 
Like there was weird sexual tension between Nina and Lita and I didn't, it was strange. It was strange. Oh, I didn't get sexual tension at all. <laughs> it was like, but it was almost like a, uh, an obsession or something. Like they were really um, intrigued with one another. I you know? think it was more, well, it makes sense from Nina's character, right? Is that she's like basically being watched all the time by her mm -hmm. family and doesn't have like any freedom because of who mm -hmm. her husband is and yeah. his family. But I got it from Lita's point of view. I thought she was just like looking at a young woman and being like, oh, I used to be that person. Yeah, she saw herself in that. Yeah. Um, so this this uh, article, man, goes on to say like the reason why it's accomplished because that was him saying it was a bit messy. But here he says, um, it's dramatic shortcuts notwithstanding. The Lost Daughter is a major achievement because it is in its very essence a sort of meta movie. It embodies and signifies a kind of film that it's, is itself lamentably rare. It's a movie that, in adapting a novel by Ferrante, indicates the grievous lack in the current cinema of dramas that do what is done all the time in literary fiction. Consider women's lives in intimate detail and in the light of a wide-ranging, deep-rooted experience. So basically, we don't get to see movies that sit and stare at a woman and unpack her experience and all the nice things and all the bad things and all the complicatedness. And he's saying books do that a lot. And movies do not, which is kind of interesting. I mean, that's true, right? Like mm -hmm. women do not get equal roles as men and especially films directed by women are. And it's not just the roles. It's like it's the content. This movie is about the feelings of this woman. This movie is about a, being a woman. <laughs> yeah. Or like it being like I'm sure all parents have the point where they just like want to get away because they're like the children are too much uh, mm -hmm. and like this isn't exactly what I signed up for, but, and I'm glad like that. This is what I'm, I have no issue with like what the movie is about. I just don't think it worked for me or worked mm -hmm. fully for me. Like I kind of agree with that where it's like, yeah, I can see that this is like fair. Everything is like mostly very well done, but for some reason I just don't connect with it. Yep. Uh, and I do agree with the thing where it's like, it felt like it was too short and too long at the same time. Cause when like yeah. there's the scenes that are good, I'm like, this is good. And then there's like, usually minutes in between each scenes of those where you're like what are we doing here okay can we get like you know this is like mm -hmm. the 10th time we've seen her just like sit and stare at the sunset do we need that Honestly? yes it meandered a bit it's interesting the author only agreed to let this um film be made if it was directed by a woman um I mean, that's the correct decision <laughs> yes, yes exactly <laughs> um there were certain things that i did really like in that I, I thought the music, especially at the beginning, was cool. It was really interesting. Um, and it kind of like painted a story. But I think what I like the most is that, I, I guess um, Olivia Coleman's character describes it as like seeing a film in a language you didn't understand when she's starting to put the pieces together of the other families that are on vacation. But the whole film kind of captured like the voyeurism and the acceptability of the voyeurism of sharing a vacation space with another family because like how many times do people go to resorts and like oh you keep seeing that same guy and his nephew playing ping pong and oh you can definitely tell that that woman hates her husband like you get so involved in their lives just by sitting and staring at them on the beach or wherever you are and this film i felt really captured that um and then no. she starts actually getting involved <laughs> in their lives but i don't think that's true at all or at least not for me uh what in my experience of taking vacations on places like this, I don't stare at other people at all, ever. Oh, I don't stare at them. But um, but you definitely, like, when you see them day in and day out, 
um, you, you do start to recognize the same people and you do, you do in your brain start to be like, okay, I think that person's married to that person and, you know, that sort of thing. She definitely was taking it to a whole other creepy level. Um, to but, be fair, they were uh, all like – they were like just impossible to avoid. Yeah, 100%. Yeah. Like they were just there all the time, uh, which is kind of like the point of the movie is that like it's inescapable there exp- like because there's so many of them and they're just – it's like it seemed like a very small seaside town mm-hmm. uh, with like one of everything. So it's like if you want to go there, the odds of running into this massive family are pretty high because well, there's, there's so, so many, many of them. them. Um, and I don't know. Yeah, I just I I kind of like what that article said. Like I kind of think that's exactly where I am mm-hmm. with it. Is that there's a lot of scenes that I found good and there was a lot of scenes that I was like, I'm dying because of the awkwardness. I can't handle this. <laughs> oh my God, it was stop. so awkward. <laughs> like we don't have to do, you don't have to do this. And But I found- I kind of loved like, that though. Like, because we were sitting there watching these conversations with like her and Will and she was talking about her breast size and it was like, no, why? Don't do that. <laughs> oh, I li- I thought the, the Will conversations were like the best part of the film. That's what um, I mean. It was amazing. Because initially I was like, oh no, is this going to be like a weird young man hooks up with older woman thing? And then I was really hoping it wouldn't be. And it it isn't. Um, mm-hmm. And I like, if anybody's seen Normal People, like Paul Muscal is a very good actor. And mm-hmm. I'm excited to see what he does in the future. And I thought, I was, when I saw him pop up in this movie, I was like, oh, okay. Is this, is he going to be like typecast? And he, isn't really and i was like oh is dakota johnson going to be like a big part of this movie going in because she's like the Mm -hmm. second name that's selling this essentially Mm -hmm. and she's a very small character that doesn't really get we get like no uh screen time with her except for like one scene where she gets to like explain herself everything else is just from a distance yeah you're just staring at her um but i guess the part that works for me and then didn't work for me at all and i know this is like a personal distaste of mine mm-hmm. is that i like jesse buckley i think she's a great actress i think she's very good in her scenes mm-hmm. but a lot of the scenes with her are a specific type of camera work where it's like just up on her face the whole time and it's kind of like moving with her yeah. and like everything else outside of like the very closeness of the frame is like out of focus so it's like gives a little bit of like a cloudy look and mm-hmm. i fucking hate that type of filmmaking it's just it's so like cast. i made a sundance movie uh <laughs> And I'm just like, let's pull the camera a little bit back, a little bit, or like keep it still if you want to be that close. Instead mm-hmm. of like handheld, I just don't, I hate that type of filmmaking so much. And it takes me out of the film every time I saw it. Mm-hmm. Um, and I know it's a personal distaste, but it's used quite frequently with her characters, specifically when she's dealing with her children. Like it isn't used when she's alone, which mm-hmm. is the like intent. But with the children, I was just like, oh my God, I don't fucking care. Mm-hmm. like this is like pull the camera back let me actually see more of the scene and like or leave it still like why is the camera moving what is the point of the camera moving if you move a camera in a film there has to be a point to it mm-hmm. yeah and i just didn't feel like there was a point to it with those scenes um so picky it, i understand this is like a personal preference thing but it just drives me insane when i see that i just think that's like it's like my least favorite style of camera work which mm-hmm. is very important for me because I like the things that are, and the rest of the movie isn't like that. Like it, yeah, I feel like well the rest shot. is quite stationary. 
Yeah, and I like, are you trying to show me that it's handheld because it's like there's inner turmoil here or like it's hectic? But I feel like I'm getting that it's hectic even if the camera wouldn't move because her children are being children. Yeah. I don't think you need to add to that personally. That's just my preference. Now, lots, I imagine most people are not bothered by that and think those scenes work. And I think Jesse Buckley's still great in the film. Yeah, no, I think she's really good in it. I uh, I first saw her in Beasts and thought she was incredible in that and, and also freaky. Um, but I've loved her and everything since then. Yeah, she's an incredible actress and I want her to do more. And I guess they also she also used that camera work for like Jesse Buckley's sex scene. Well, to be fair, I was really okay with it in that scene um, because that's the director's husband. So what? Peter Sarsgaard or whatever his name is? No, the 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 her, Jesse Buckley like the uh Lita's husband sex scene. Oh, Not the Peter yeah. well, oh my god, did you hear what they were saying though? I was so glad we didn't have to watch too much of that. No, I was like, wow, we're really going <laughs> like this is like, whoa, okay. Uh I was like, you don't really hear that in movies. The Peter Sarsgaard sex scene I thought was better. Yeah. Because it's like they're about to hook up and then we cut to after. Like that's Oh my god, like though the when they're making out on the stairs. We're or real close. Trying to hump on the stairs. I don't know what they like Carolyn, who among us has not <laughs> But no, but like they were like in a conference hotel. Like it was just it felt it didn't feel like a back stairwell. I will say that much. It felt like the No, lobby it felt like the front stairwell. It did. It felt like the lobby is right attached to that, you know? Like it just felt very exposed and it was like when they were all close it was all like sexy and whatever but when they zoomed out you're like oh ew you're just two drunk kids making out on the stairs i actually liked that part though Mm -hmm. i was like okay i get that like it summarizes that entire relationship very well like there's lots of really good filmmaking in this and then yeah but the sex scene with her lita's husband in the movie i was just like why are we doing the same like this camera work would work if we didn't use this for everything else in this person's life Mm -hmm. um and i thought like that was an effective scene, although maybe a little shocking at some mm-hmm. point. But I'm fi- I was fine with it there. I just that stuff. It felt like it took away from Jesse Buckley's performance, which she was really good. She was really good. She's I think the best part of the movie, um, mm-hmm. or at least has the most showy role. Because uh, I think again everybody's great. Well, that's the thing is I think I mean the Lita that is Jesse Buckley and the Lita that is Olivia Coleman. You believe that they're the same character. But yeah. as Olivia Coleman has, you know, however many years have passed, like 25 or something, oh, not, not quite that many, 15, 20, you would, you would believe that she kind of withdraws into herself. Whereas like the young Jesse Buckley version is a bit, um, she can't hide her emotions and kind of makes no effort to. So she's a bit more brash and kind of rude to her husband and her frustration is much more apparent whereas olivia coleman has like withdrawn inside so yeah mm-hmm. it, it leaves jesse buckley with a much more um not flashy role but like with more to do yeah she gets more to do because mm-hmm. she's in that point of that character's life like that's when that decision's getting made mm-hmm. whereas olivia coleman is just living with the consequences of that decision and i think she feels like i i, I like how i'm not, I'm not sure how i what I think the character feels about that decision. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. She obviously feels guilt about it. Mm-hmm. Um, that's what I, I kind of loved a- is you never really knew how anyone really truly felt in this movie. It did also feel like that was missing. And like that article says, like clearly it's because in the book they explain how they feel. But I kind of yeah. like I liked that you didn't know her motivations for taking the doll or like sleeping with it. She was kind of fetishizing that doll. It was very creepy. It w- Yeah, it was a little weird. But I just think there was... 
maybe uh, this is weird because normally you and I say show don't tell all the time. Yeah, but I just feel like <laughs> please tell, maybe, don't show. <laughs> yeah, I just feel like maybe in like one scene or like another scene, it was like whenever Lita talks, Olivia Coleman's Lita talks about her children. Mm-hmm. It is always about as they were the age we see them in the movie. Mm-hmm. It's never about like how did the daughters feel when you came back, right? Mm-hmm. Like I felt like that was like I want the character to tell us like the con like the relate her current relationship with her children like mm-hmm. what is that like because i feel like there would be some damage from leaving them for three years especially yeah. at that age and now yeah. when she says they're like 25 and 23 like obviously they would probably have a relationship and like maybe they've addressed it but like i but thought they we were hold getting it against there. her or does she just hold it against her exactly and i was just like i just needed that a little bit more and i would have been like okay and maybe that's the point the movie doesn't want to give you that but i think it is missing because I thought we were going to get it when her and Ed Harris are having the conversation when he's like over with the octopus and they talk about their lives. And he's like, I have I'm a grandfather, but it's like none of the kids are around him. Mm-hmm. So I think that's and he's very good in the movie as well. And it's like there's I know, liked him in I that scene a lot. Yeah, he's like he, I think the implication there is that he is was not a good father and he left mm-hmm. and he doesn't see his kids very much. Um, and he's obviously like they're him and Olivia Coleman are like or him and Lita are in like the same place like they're wracked by guilt by that decision but I don't either neither of them are like it was the wrong decision no but they also still try to justify to themselves that it was okay and that their kids are okay for it yes and I was like, like they're not <laughs> he justifies it by being like well I, I I would send them these things that were like the taste of my life and and she you can see it in her where she always answers the phone calls and her daughter clearly cuts her off and is just talking about her life and she's pretending everything's fine and just listening to her kid. And it's like, they're both showing their guilt and showing like, yeah, expressing their guilt and and their ability to parent in, you know, different ways, but it's the same thing. Yeah. And I really like that scene, but I was just like, I think we missed that one thing of being like, I just wanted to know, or maybe I I just needed to know like what the current relationship was more, a little bit more because you don't Mm -hmm. hear the, the daughters or hear one of the daughters until the very end of the film. And it's just on a phone call. Mm hmm. Uh, and mm-hmm. I don't really think the climactic scene worked for me personally. Where she gets stabbed with a hairpin? Yeah. Um, I understand why Nina's character did that, mm-hmm. but I just, I don't know. That scene didn't work for me personally. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It's interesting. I found um, in <laughs> this film, did you find that all the men just like oozed danger? Like, not Will. Will also did when he was like talking to her, like first when he was, you know, trying to help her at the, um, with her chair, it was like, okay, this guy's like aggressively friendly. And I thought he was like trying to, I don't know. At first I, I didn't know that he worked there. So I thought he was like trying to get money out of her. But then I was like, maybe he's trying to like have a, an affair with this older woman. Maybe he, this is what he does. And then later on when he's like, I don't know, I just, they all kind of seemed like just bad news, you know, like. When when they were I out don't... for dinner and stuff, I kept being like, oh, is this going to turn into like a romantic thing? And then when he's like asking her for her place, it seems like he's like an errand boy for the mob. You know what I mean? Like, I never really felt like he was on her side. I didn't get that at all with Will at all. Mm. Um... See, here's the difference, though, is Will's what, 24? They said... Will is yes. like a peer to you. He's like a young guy. I'm right? not 24. How dare you? No, but he's like a younger peer. Like Will Will is the type of boy you used to be. You know what I mean? Um, me being a girl, I find that a overly friendly behavior suspect. 
<laughs> okay, well, a couple of things here. Um, I was never overly friendly. How dare you? <laughs> That's not my brand. And secondly, is like when he like asked her on the beach, like that scene didn't particularly bother me um, because I was just like, oh, I mean, we never I saw was more his like, boss. what does this guy want? <laughs> yeah, I was just like, oh, he's an employee, right? And he's just like, he's like, he's probably told that he has to do this. And it's like, mm-hmm. um, and then the scene when they're having dinner, I like we talked about, I was like, oh, is this going to be like a, a hookup? And then it wasn't. Wasn't, and then thank goodness. He kind of disappears from the movie until the scene where he's asking for her place because Nina sent him. Mm-hmm. And I never, and maybe you're right, but I never felt like Will was particularly threatening. Um, he was definitely like mysterious and like uh, you don't really know who he is. But I, I also just felt like he was like I, I think he felt I like he was a pawn getting used. That's that's what I mean. Yeah, I think I only found him threatening in the sense that like he, well, when they were out for dinner and I thought it was going to be a weird sexual thing, and he was like, "Wow, it was so cool what you did standing up to them," you know. Um, but then he was also like, "Don't do that again. They're not good. They're people. bad people." But then he's like hooking up with one of them, so it very much seemed like. He had got himself, and we see this in movies all the time and in real life, he had gotten mixed up with bad people and desperate people do desperate things, right? So he was looking out for her, but oh, but now he's hooking up with this chick. So she's he's no longer going to be looking out for her. He will throw her under the bus if he needs to, you know? Yeah, I also think that's like a young like he's what he's, he's 24. Like, and mm-hmm. they do show the scene where he's like obviously like attracted to Nina. Mm-hmm. at the beginning and it makes sense that a 24 year old man would be attracted to dakota johnson <laughs> yeah right so it's like it makes sense that he would be like willing to do all that stuff but i just when that when he was like they're bad people i just think it's because he works as an employee he can't tell them how he really feels about them he always has to like grin and take it because he works yeah. there and he yeah. doesn't want to lose his job because they think he likes the summers he gets to spend in greece but I uh, yeah maybe it's just that like Lyle Ed Harris's character was certainly threatening. Yes, yes, he was. But then he ended up being a nice guy. Yeah, like Will says, it's like, oh, it's Lyle. You just pay him twenty, and he doesn't say anything, right? Like, yeah. Which I think there's just a lot we don't know about many characters in this film. I think is yeah. where we kind of end up, and I think that's intentional, but it doesn't. Well, it's always all from work. the perspective of Olivia Coleman. We only know as much as she does, and we actually know less because we don't know how she feels. No, um, so I expect. Probably acting nominations for this mm-hmm. movie only. That's kind of all I think it deserves, honestly. Like, mm-hmm. if Maggie Gyllenhaal got nominated for Best Director, I wouldn't be upset about it. But I do think there have been better movies we've seen this year. Well, and I will say, this was her directorial debut, I believe. So if this is her first one, she's going to do other good things. Yeah, like, you know? I'm excited to see what she does next. Like, I really mm-hmm. want to know what's after this. Mm-hmm. But the best parts of this movie are Jesse Buckley and Olivia Coleman. And I think yeah. there's no doubt Olivia Coleman's getting nominated. I just don't know if they'll do Jesse Buckley as well. Yeah, maybe because, a supporting or something. I mean, the Oscar scene will be her sex scene with her husband. <laughs> no, no. <laughs> I was like, whoa, <laughs> I did not expect this dialogue in this movie. <laughs> well, also, there's the first line, and I was like, oh, okay. And then there's the second line, and I was like, no, stop. <laughs> like, we got uh, it. And I was we like, got the wow. Point. <laughs> we we're and then it's like we're still going oh okay i was like is that why they split up because of you know marriage life is hard and then no uh but anyway you can find uh i'm sure that clip is out on the internet somewhere already if you're curious about what they say <laughs> in that scene 
but you can find me everywhere on the internet at James Willix, except on Twitter where the O is a zero. And you can find Carolyn at Carolyn Dunk 93 on everything. And you can send us email at letswatchpod at gmail.com. And the next movie we're going to be talking about is Spencer. Woohoo! Um, and Carolyn is very excited because it stars her future wife. Um, excuse you. She's engaged and I am not someone to come between the happy couple. That's a lie. Between, if it's her. Until I meet her and then I will happily do so. <laughs>